Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to She Is Wise. This week, we wanted to do something a little different. Um, We recently spoke at the Happy and Aligned Festival that was run by our friend Treen Lemon Hansen. This was so much fun. We spoke about the duality of self, and I know we've covered that on the podcast before, but this conversation covered a lot more ground than we usually do, and it was fun because it was a three-way conversation with Ellie, myself, and Treen. So we wanted to share that with you today and to let you know that Treen is running another um, five-day Happy and Aligned Festival in June, and you can sign up for that at the link in the show notes of today's episode. If you like what you hear today, there is absolutely going to be more of very similar stuff and lots, lots more in the next festival. You don't want to miss it. Sign up in the link in the show notes and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and we're live again today, or well, tonight for me and tomorrow for you guys. I have Ellie and Erin with me who are up at six in the morning to be with us here. And I am so grateful for you guys. That's so amazing. And I can't wait to hear about your version of being whole by embracing our duality, because we have started some of that earlier today. So I can't wait for you guys to bring it home. But please start out by telling us a little bit about yourselves. Cool, thank you. And thank you for having us here. Um, I'm Ellie Bell. I'm one half of Awakening the Wise Woman, um, which is a business that me and my amazing business partner, Erin, have been working on and creating for nearly 12 months now. And we are based on the other side of the world. We're down in New Zealand. So, uh, yep, so far, um, it's looking pretty, uh, it's pretty dark so far on a, on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> but hoping the sun will come out later. A um, little bit of background about me, as you can tell from my accent, probably I'm originally from the UK. So I moved over here about nine years ago, um, meant to be here just for purely um, 20 months to work on, an, on, a, on a major event and then end up meeting my husband. And um, let's say home is definitely here now. Husband, oh. two children, two dogs. Um, won't be transporting that across the world anytime soon. So um, my background is, is corporate. Um, I spent many years working in sport, um, really sort of in the, the marketing comms major event world. So it was a very masculine mm-hmm. Um, sort of type of energy type of world that that I worked in and after having my children um, or certainly my first daughter I decided I just didn't want to go back to that sort of work and I'd had this nagging feeling for for a number of years that I was meant to be doing something different so I took the um, the opportunity with no regular paycheck um, whilst I was on maternity leave to uh, to retrain do it all and and set myself up on my on my own as a as a coach so I'm an empowerment coach and Erin and I were lucky enough to meet last year when I was running something not dissimilar to this and we um we we started talking and I think it was relatively early on in the conversation we realized we probably had past lives together we definitely like there was a connection there that just like it was unexplainable it was just we just kind of got each other on a on a level that it's very rare to happen so quickly and and the conversation started and um as we warned you earlier we have many words because the conversation <laughs> has not yet stopped <laughs> sure it will in this lifetime <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah so yeah aaron 
you can tell the origin yeah. story because I always get to do that and I think you can do it today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I'm Erin and I'm the other half of Awakening the Wise Woman. Um, my story is really different. As you can tell, for a start, I'm born and bred New Zealander um, from the accent. Uh, and it, yeah, my, my story is really different from Ellie. I worked in public service for a long, long time uh, until we started a family. And then uh, I continued to work in public service for the first couple of years. And then we had our second child and um, I gave up work to be at home with the children and uh, then proceeded to get like a million part-time jobs to try and <laughs> help fund the two children who apparently have to be fed. And uh, yeah, and so I kind of was navigating my way through trying to, to start a, a VA business or a copywriting business or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, did different iterations of all kinds of things. And then um, just before I turned 38, I had a, a reading with a psychic medium um, mm -hmm. and it was my first time I was pretty skeptical, I'm not going to lie. And okay. uh, she, you know, gave me all the sort of stuff that came through. And then at the end she said to me, you know, you're exactly the same as me, right? And I'm like, mm, no, you're like 26, single, live in the UK, nothing like me, actually. And uh, she's like, no, no, you've got all the gifts that I've got. You've got access oh. to all of it. And uh, I kind of laughed and was like, yeah, sure, cool. Um, way to make your cash and was ready to leave. And then she's like, I'll prove it. And uh, so she invited me to this development circle and I went along and uh, yeah, and it, she said, I thought I was going to get another reading from someone. Um, turns out that's not what happens at development circles. I had to give the reading and uh, I was completely unprepared, um, but completely blown away when um, I started to hear things and feel things and, and know things uh, that wow. when I shared them with people were absolutely on the nail. So, um, yeah, from there, it was kind of a really quick awakening if you like mm -hmm. of, the, of those gifts and um, everything came in and I started to do more and more readings and uh, and then yeah and then Ellie came into my life and um, you know I we had a conversation about self-acceptance and mm. at that stage I was still relatively new to accepting who I had become yeah. and uh, you know and and that was deeply uncomfortable I was very much in the spiritual closet if you like <laughs> Uh, and uh, hadn't told my wife even that that stuff was happening okay. for me. And uh, yeah, and here we are. Like we we really quickly realized that we have we were we were trying to solve the same thing in the world. We were trying to bring the same wisdom to the world, but in different yeah. ways. And um, Ellie is a phenomenal coach. Like I'm so lucky to work with her because she is so good at diving and excavating and exploring our humanness mm -hmm. and where um, what we what we you know learned as a child and unpicking all of the stuff that we carry that isn't ours and and all of that beautiful stuff and then mm -hmm. I kind of look at it, everything from like almost outside of ourself like that self that doesn't belong to our humanness and uh, you know the universal energies that are at play mm -hmm. and um, and and our intuition and and the the way that the cyclic nature of the world um, influences us and that sort of stuff and uh, you know but we were both trying to um, to help women feel empowered and confident and all of that beautiful stuff so um, we were like well why don't we just try and 
do it together because actually when I do my stuff and you do your stuff at the same time, it's mm. like a million times more powerful. Yeah. Um, the transformation's deeper, it's longer, it's faster, it's all the things. So let's do it. Um, yeah. And here we are nearly a year later um, doing it and loving it. And that's such a beautiful example of embracing the duality, isn't it? Because you mm. do that in 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 everything you do by the way you're working together. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's... That, that was certainly kind of where it all started from. I remember us having a conversation really early on in it all. Um, and I think I'd been reading some book about um, cycles or something like that. And I was bemoaning the fact that it goes maiden mother crone and I was like well I'm quite an old mum so how long do I get to be in the mother one and I don't want to become a crone like it just felt really unfair that in order to like access my wisdom I had to get old and I just we were just chatting about it and it was like that just doesn't seem right so you know we're the name awakening the wise woman has come you know from that conversation we're like the wise woman is within us all if we can start to access her sooner then Mm. how cool like that changes everything you know if I was going to get my soapbox out which I've got tucked under the under the desk at the moment um I, I've we firmly believe that women are the change that the world needs you know we've been living in a very patriarchal society for many many years women have been held back they've been told to stay small behave don't speak too loudly don't want money don't do all of these things yeah. and actually the world is a little bit of a shit show right now and we've <laughs> <laughs> you know to put it nicely a little, a little bit crazy out there yes <laughs> you know and it's like we've actually got to something's got to change in all of this and and mm. we believe that women can be the answer but so many people have spent so long questioning everything putting everybody ahead of themselves putting just not valuing mm. what they what they bring that actually if we can start to pull in that wisdom that we have that innate knowing that 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 just connection to ourselves then we can start to be the change. We can lead by example. We can, I always use the analogy, it's kind of like I've got my candle lit, like whose candle can I light and then who can they go on to light? It creates that ripple effect, um, you know, across the world relatively quickly. So that was kind of where the the wise woman piece came from. And, And it is about the duality. It's about understanding your human self. You know, we are Every single day, we are the product of everything that has gone before us. So you know, we, we change every day because we go through another. Like I'm learning to do bookkeeping at the moment for for the business. So I can now almost claim that. <laughs> I don't want to, and I'll be handing it off to someone else relatively quickly. But you know, we're changing all the time. We're always bringing new skills, new experience. Mm. But we also, when we're just in our human self, we don't necessarily understand the best way to deal with those human experiences. We get given a huge amount of um, information, beliefs, all of these things by other people as we grow up. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily serve us. Quite often they don't belong to us, but yet we carry them. Erin described it beautifully yesterday. It's like we're given a load of um, shopping bags when we're born and it's kind of like, right, just fill these up with whatever you can. And we do, we just take everything from everybody else. I mean, yeah. And I have small children. I have a five-year-old and a nearly three-year-old. So, you know, I'm literally handing them beliefs at the moment. And it's truly terrifying as a mother. Having done this work to oh, know yes. like, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I can hear my grandmother. I can hear my mother. It's like, oh, yes. I don't want to carry yeah. this on. Um, but it's, it's about being able to understand that all of that information 
all of the stuff we've been through is really helpful. Like we can start to use it to understand where do we need to do the healing work? What do we need to release? What What is our truth? What do we really stand by? Because a lot of women, when you actually ask them what their truth is, what do they really stand for? They don't necessarily know straight away. Mm-hmm. And they'll, the first layer that'll come up is quite often conditioning. You know, it's what we've been told we should be doing. I had a conversation with my sister the other day about um, various bits and pieces going on, and she came back with a response. And um, and I said to her, I just want to check in. Is that what you really think, or is that what you think you should think? And she went away, and, you know, to be fair to her, she came back, and she was like, no, I really appreciated that question. She was able to, you know, pull out the bits that were her truth and get rid of the bits that weren't. But unless yeah. you're held in a space where it's safe to do that, and there is somebody, you know, pushing you a little bit in it because it can be deeply uncomfortable we'll just happily stay in our little comfort zone which is the most badly worded zone in the world it's like it's not comfortable there. it's it's stagnant and it's you know you're not doing anything like we want to be through it all the time but it's hard and scary and and I think that's where certainly for me working with Erin allows me to get out of my comfort zone so much quicker because I've got someone who's basically saying, no, it's okay, come up here. It's really cool. We can do this together. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the work that we do. Um, you know, we, we kind of walk alongside people who want to make this change in, in their world. But as Aaron said, the work that we do, once you start to understand that that humanness, the, the experiences that you've had as a child, as a teenager, mm. the things that have been said to you, the things that you've said to yourself, once you start to have awareness of it, understanding, then you can actually start to to change that and, and choose what you want to go forward. But but with the help of being able to dive into that duality, the wholeness, there is a whole piece that's missing. Like we can do our, our, our human stuff, we can get through that, but it doesn't make the lasting change if we don't no. sort the energy behind it, if we don't use all of the other bits. You know, we get told we only use what, 10% of our brain. Well, this is about using your whole body. It's about yeah. using everything that you can access. And, and that's where where Erin is just so incredibly talented at being able to do all of that. Shucks, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think like, I think we can all agree, right? That being human is hard. Like there is, we have to navigate so much all the time. And um, being human, like, it is that it, it's it's heavy and it's hard and it's something that we um like we can often be stuck in wounded energy we can often be stuck in that space of life is happening to me and things mm-hmm. are happening to me and I can't I don't have any control here or any power mm-hmm. um and we're not taught from a young age to maintain our own power so that and is a challenge in itself um but when we when we accept that there's more to us than just our human self, when we accept that actually we you know our higher yeah. self um, can we can we can seek guidance from um, yeah. we can work with the universe to co-create the life that we want and to um, you know to co-create the reality that we desire to see. Um, when we when we accept that notion and we start to explore what that looks like for us. Mm-hmm. Um, then life starts happening for us and we accept that concept of um you know we we're in this lifetime and ellie mentioned briefly before that she thinks you know we've had past lifetimes together or she knows that we've had past lifetimes together and we totally have this is not our first rodeo but um you know we we are very firmly in the camp of believing that we are 
spiritual beings mm-hmm. who may experience many, many lifetimes yeah. as humans. Um, and, you know, each, if, you, if you subscribe to the same belief system as, as we do around that, then you will likely accept that we chose to be in this lifetime for a reason. We chose yeah, to come to this moment and in this body doing this thing. And, um, and so when we do that, we start to take our power back around some of the things that are happening in our lives. Mm, absolutely. And, and we start to kind of, I guess, make the humanness not so hard, right? Like when we, when we can connect with our intuition Mm-hmm. Um, and our higher self and the universe and all of those beautiful things that that come with being a spiritually awakened wise woman, if you like, um, then we 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 open the door for an easier path forward, right? Because we know that we're here to learn, we know that we're here to heal, and we know that we're here to grow. Mm-hmm. And as spiritual beings, we that's already predetermined what we've what we've come for, right? Um, but our human self, if we ignore all of the other stuff, the human self doesn't know that and doesn't no. know how to serve that. And so goes through life sometimes doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we inherit patterns from our, you know, our grandparents and our parents yeah, and, all, yeah. you know, and, and there's societal conditioning on top of that. And it just becomes hard. Yeah. So the the thing that we stand most firmly on is that you have to have consciousness and connection with your spiritual self as well as your human mm. self in order to live a full life, in order to be purposeful, and in order to do what you're here for. You know, yeah. like Ellie said, you know, we, we firmly believe that the wise woman is us. We want to be the wise woman. We don't want to wait until we're postmenopausal to do it. Um, And I vividly remember the conversation where that first came up because Ellie was like, it's not fair. (laughs) And and it's not fair, Um, but it's also not true because I think with every single generation, the, the connection to that universal divine feminine wisdom that we carry as women is, is becoming obvious to us at a much earlier age. Absolutely. Um, and it, yeah. it's my hope that Ellie's girls, who are five and nearly three, um, will, but before they're even teenagers, will awaken to their own wisdom. Oh, I don't know. Willing that's, to that's share that's it. hard. <laughs> <laughs> Can be a challenge. I mean, it sounds hard for you. <laughs> um, but, you know, but I, I, I hope that they go out into the wider world mm. with a real sense of what wisdom they are here to share with the world. And with a sense of the power that they hold because of that, like yeah. that, that would mean that we have done our jobs well yeah. as, as women who are, you know, fairly in that 35 to 55 camp, um, that we are doing the right thing. We are stepping up. We are saying you don't, you are here with wisdom that is yours and yours alone. And it is yeah. necessary for the world to receive it. And, um, we're, you know, we're elevating other women's voices, um, being part of things like this. We get to do that. And and being able to share what we do and how we see the world, like we firmly believe that the more women who uncover the duality of who they are and who explore that and play with it mm-hmm. um, and, and take that forward into the world, they are the game changers. They are the thought leaders. They are the ones who will change the world 
and as so that's that's our mission if you like is to yeah. to help that collective rising and to change things by having those women step up and feel really empowered in that process so that they can go out and make the change that they need and not all like it doesn't look the same for everyone you know like yeah. I, I certainly don't see some like some of our clients um that the wisdom that they want to share with the world is just you know like beautiful art or yeah. um yeah. you know going at what some of them want to be coaches themselves and help other women um others want to go out and do something really physical like you know reflexology or something that kind of helps people maintain their wellness mm. so it's not it's not the same for everybody um, and certainly the duality isn't the same for everybody. Everybody has different degrees. It's a harmony. It's not It's not a 50-50 balance. We're not looking for, okay, there's 50% of this and 50% of that. It's not that. It's a, a constant fluid movement between the two mm. um, and a harmony that, like, it, it, that harmony will sound different for everybody. And we just have to play to the beat of our own drum and just go with that that fluidity and that flow and when we do that we're happy and we're aligned and that's absolutely often, that's often one of the biggest challenges is that because we're so used to being told what to do or following the crowd doing what everyone else is doing that actually you know standing to the beat of your own drum can feel deeply uncomfortable and a bit like you actually don't really know what what your drum sounds like you know yeah. that's often what we find people just don't even know what they what they stand for who they really are and you know I certainly you know I, I where Erin talked about her awakening being very short mine was over a much longer period and awakening I don't know if it's quite the right word it was kind of this sort of realization that that mm. there was more to me and I think underneath it all I, I kind of knew that but I just had no idea how to like incorporate that part of me into you know a corporate job to be perfectly honest it was like how yeah, can I be yeah. this like spiritual connected person and you know working in the very sort of male environment that I was in it, it kind of felt really uncomfortable but I started exploring it but it was after I had children that I really like this need to find out who I really was became like I just couldn't I couldn't not do it if that makes sense no. it was yeah you know I'd gone all the way through and I, I came to having children quite late in life you know sort of mid-30s when I had my my first daughter and I went from being you know fiercely independent totally you know got this career sorted everyone would come to me for um, advice I was quite often you know sort of quite senior in, in what I'd achieved I'd, I'd done pretty well and then all of a sudden I was at home with this little person who needed me to do everything and I remember having this moment where I actually managed to hang the washing out with her in a front pack and I was like oh my god I've achieved something and this moment of just like wow I did it and then I had this other moment at exactly the same time it's like you were running a major stadium two years ago with like what are you going you know it was just yeah. like yeah. complete contrast with who I'd become and I'd gone from being seen as an individual to, you know, Emily's mum and Matt's wife. And that was kind of, that was how I existed. And that was the moment that I, I've got to do something about this. Now is my chance to explore who am I? Who do I, what do I stand for? I've now got to, you know, that I've got the most gorgeous mum. I've got the most, well, had the most gorgeous grandparents. They were just delightful and everything. But there were ways of being that they had that actually didn't serve me. Mm -hmm. And don't wouldn't serve my children if I handed them down it was time to actually really you know do the excavation dive deeply into what I really believed and some of that yeah. was uncomfortable some of that felt really you know scary 
and um and I didn't know what the outcome was and when we don't know what the outcome is we do not do it because our brains are wired not to like we're still wired to survive the saber-toothed tiger attack <laughs> you know we're always trying to keep ourselves safe so that's why the work that we do is so important because there are people all over the world who know that they want things to be different who mm. know deep inside that where they are at the moment is not where they're meant to be but they just don't know what to do first like yeah. there's it's just too big and too mm. scary so it's like, oh too much and you know I did that I did that many many times I was like I know that I'm meant to be doing something and I'd think about it and I'd give myself a little bit and I'd be like, oh no 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 wait way too much no close that down no back to carrying on doing what I always do and that's yeah. really hard but it will get to the stage where you wake up and you cannot stay still you can't stay where you are things have to change and that's the opportunity to reach out and get help and the great thing is that we are now even just in the last 12 24 months like the value of coaching the value of working with people who can help connect to your spiritual self all of that has just grown people you know, they don't think that it's complete like, oh, what is this? This is weird. And, you know, uh, yeah. what, what do they know about anything? There's actually value in it. And the more that we have these conversations and the more that we support each other and help each other up, it's only going to grow. Like it's only going to grow. Women have a way of creating a collective, of working together. You know, if you look back to, you know, before the, the, before the patriarchy, you know, got, got entrenched in the world, you know, the world was very much run by women, but it wasn't done with one standing at the top telling everybody what to do. It was as a community. It was working together. It was, you know, it was growing the whole pie. It was, you know, yeah. it's not just yeah. it's getting bigger. The whole thing is getting bigger so that everybody can can have what they need. And we have to get back to living more aligned with that um, because that is going to bring us happiness. Um, that That's what it comes down to, you know, being you know connected being connected to other people being connected mm -hmm. to ourselves that is what what makes it possible to be to be happy and aligned there brought it back to you train i think the thing for me is that um you know happiness is sold to us as something that is you know it's really hard to attain and then you know you have it and it's so fleeting and um you only get it if you deserve it and that sort of oh, you know those oh, sorts of messages yes, right yes, yes. And, and happiness is fleeting and it is moments but being aligned with happiness means mm. that you go from the shorter like in the shortest possible way from moment to moment to moment yeah. right you have that happiness those those moments of happiness are much more frequent yeah. and much easier to attain because you're living in alignment with what your happiness looks like and it does look different for everybody you know Absolutely. I was um I've always kind of said I'm not the fun person I'm not the person who's happy all the time um there's a new book out called bittersweet and uh, I think that's a very much a, a good descriptor of of me and how I see the world is you know for every time I see happiness in the world I see a, a mountain of sorrow next to it and that's mm. just how I see the world and 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 I'm totally okay with all of that um but I have learned to align myself with my own happiness in a way that I can seek out those moments to sustain me over and over again in the fastest possible way I know how to access that for myself 
Um, and a lot of that comes through being connected to the universe, to my higher self and to my, you know, to my ancestors and asking for that guidance all the time. How do I access that next? Where do I look now? Um, and, and that, like that duality between doing the human integrative work Mm-hmm. and doing the the not so human um you know seeking of the the guidance and the alignment and that sort of stuff when you bring that together you you are so much more able to bring happiness forward in your life um Absolutely. and and I think that's probably what you're speaking to this week in a lot of ways right is just how do you align yourself with being happy mm-hmm. um because I think for most of us when we talk about being aligned happiness is the symptom if you like yes right both the symptom and the way to get there because the more happy we are the more aligned we become so yeah so it's a big cycle really yes yeah yes and one of the things yes (laughs) yes we do and and one of the things you mentioned about happiness and it's fleeting and it's and it's this thing that gets exhausting if we feel like we have to be happy all the time Mm. and and there was a comment in the group. Someone said something about how, how, what a big relief it is to to start defining happiness as we talk about that. It's the whole range of human positive emotions. So that sort of delicious satisfaction after a job well done or a lovely meal and good company that can be happiness too. It doesn't have to be the bouncing off the wall giddiness. Yeah. And and we talked about because if we define happiness as the Hollywood version and and try to aim for that all the time, that's probably one of the quickest ways to become miserable because yeah. that, would, that yeah. would just be so much hard it's work. Hard to hard to sustain the energy for that, isn't it? And the thing is, Absolutely. anything that's hollow is so much more fragile as well. Yes, so, yes. you know, as quickly as you achieve it, you lose it again. Yeah. Um, and and that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you haven't got it. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it is one of those things that I think um, I listened to an interesting podcast recently that talked about uh, the difference between joy and happiness mm. and uh, the fact that that joy is, um, is much more a state of being uh, and happiness is much more an, an emotion that comes from moments and um, I thought that was a really interesting way of, of seeing it. Like I can be joyful without being happy. And um, and I think that's probably how it's changed how I see happiness mm-hmm. first and foremost because I thought happiness was something that I had to feel lifted and elevated all the time. If, if I'm not a happy person, then yeah. um, I, I can't access that. Um, but equally, if I can't access that, I can't be happy. And um, And I think discovering joy in a different way um, brings forward more happiness Um, like knowing that you can find joy in moments of like deep despair even um, allows happiness to be something that is easier to attain because it's much more fluid it's not this stuck kind of concept that we're sold as children as you know you can't be happy if you're not smiling um yeah you know like or if you're not rich and skinny and successful and (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you know we could probably list for several hours on what happiness actually should look like um but yeah I I don't necessarily subscribe to that I think that happiness is a, a sense of being in a particular moment um and 
you know, to be to be a joyful person yeah. um, and to be a happy person together at the same time, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but it's perfectly okay to to not be happy all the time. Um, I think we're we're getting an increasing awareness now that you know it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sharing that allows us to get back in alignment with the fact that we are human mm-hmm. and we are having a human experience, and that isn't always a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of things to be unhappy about in the world, but we can still access our own happiness within that. Yeah, especially when we have that inner connection that you're talking about, yeah. because then we're no longer alone, and we and and that connection is sort of a an eternal stream that never runs dry. Whereas if we let our happiness depend on our spouse or our yeah. parents or our coworkers, yeah. we're a little bit in trouble because they run dry sometimes too and can't yeah. be our source of neither happiness nor energy nor anything yeah dependably at least when someone says that they um they want to make you happy first first and foremost right no one can make you anything (laughs) like you choose to be happy or not um and and i think the um the thing around that is that when we when we give responsibility for our happiness to someone else when we say, you know, that um, our children are responsible for our happiness or our, our partner is responsible for happiness, um, we're giving them our power. Yeah. We are absolutely diminishing our own power to find our own happiness. Yeah. Um, and and in a- doing that, we're putting an awful lot of pressure on the people that we love. Absolutely. And um, And we do the same thing for them. You know, we try to yeah. make them happy, but doing mm. that is taking their own power. It's diminishing their power yeah. to make themselves happy. And if right? it's not working, we end up resenting them for it. Exactly. Because we're doing everything we can. And Yeah, but we're trying to find our version of their happy. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. and that's not a thing. That's not gonna that's not <laughs> a thing. No. And they need to find their own version of happy. So instead of instead of trying to make someone happy. Um, and you know it's that that old concept of oh I'll cheer you up because you're feeling sad. Well, actually, no. I'll I'll hold space for you. I'll allow you to feel all of the feelings. I'll be here if you want to process out loud. If you want to go for a walk, we can walk in complete silence together and just commune in your whatever's going on. Um, but I will I will stand beside you and provide you with what you need when you ask, um, so that you can find your own happy because I can't give it to you. And I think yeah. that kind of empowerment is what women bring to each other. Yeah. Sex right? is free. And yeah. Yeah. It lifts everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when we can do that for more more women and when we can share more of those moments where we're quite happy to, you know, sit and, and you know, grief is a really good one. Like being able to commune in grief to be able to sit with someone who is desperately sad and and grieving yeah. and be completely okay with being there and not caring that it makes you uncomfortable um because they're you know they're feeling all the feelings and they just need to know that someone else is is invested in the outcome of their mm. their processing um like that's a really really powerful gift to give someone um and it allows them to take their own power and navigate their way forward yeah. with trust that if they stumble, someone will help them up. 
and and I think that's what we we need more of in the world. Um, and that's certainly the one of the sort of pillars that Ellie and I stand on. I think, isn't it? Is that that sense of community is absolutely vital to the shift yeah. in the paradigm that women are creating. Um, yeah. It can't be done by women working alone um, no. because women aren't designed to work alone. They are communal beings and they commune with the universe, they commune with each other, they commune with themselves. And uh, the more of that we can do, the the better off everybody's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Creating that space where we get to yeah, find our own versions and our own ways without having people tell us how we're supposed to feel or what we're supposed to want or yeah. Yeah. And and I really yeah. like the way you said about that when you had daughters, Ellie, that that you felt the need to now I have to to do something and change something. So so that's a really beautiful gift we get from our kids that we get that very strong reason and opportunity to change some patterns and do some growing and some healing. And, and we be able to do it without our mothers doing the work that they did as well. You know, we can't underestimate how much work has actually been going on kind of like in the background with them yeah. like dealing with the changes. You know, each generation, the, the change that happens is bigger. So we're really yes. lucky we're getting to, to make more change. But, you know, the next generation, and I think you see that already um, when, mm -hmm. you know, talking to the youth of today um which makes it sound terribly old but you know they're so much more aware of what they want in life and they're not willing to just settle for well that's the way it's always been and, and a lot of our generation can find that really challenging sometimes it's like well, yeah. well why haven't they got to go through the hard stuff that we did and actually yeah. they've got it right why why would you why would you make life difficult for yourself when you can get yeah. there quicker and easier and I think Absolutely. being able to support you know our generation and women of our age to to be able to be more open to that that's very much what we're here to do we're here to really help understand how we can continue to make the changes so it makes it easier for the next generation because yeah we've, exactly. got a role to play. we've got a huge important role to play and the sooner we step into that and start to believe that it's possible and start to believe that we can make change like it's a game it's an absolute game changer like when we are able to do that there are no limits and that's what that's the space we live in you know limitless possibility like who knows what, what could happen next and that's really yes. exciting and also yeah. sometimes but really exciting mainly and the more of that work we do the more we heal ourselves and those old patterns the, okay. the more we create that space for our kids to be themselves yeah. because we don't pass as much of the heavy stuff on well, to we're them. breaking the chain aren't we we're breaking yeah. the chain so that we actually don't have to hand down stuff and that only comes from being willing to explore what you were handed Absolutely. And, yeah. and that can be quite difficult as well because you know we we grow up with this thought that our parents are everything they you know they're very much gods to us and actually yeah. being able to look at how you know, they brought us up, it can feel really disloyal. I know I struggled with that to be able to actually really sort of articulate where they perhaps were doing the very, very best that they could. They always had my best interest in art. Yeah. They were always doing what they felt was right. But being able to say, but actually it wasn't always right for me mm -hmm. was deeply difficult. Like I I really struggled to even, and even now there's, there's still some elements of oh, that feels like I'm being mean, but it's not. It's nothing. And it's being able to sort of kind of create that space so that you can actually 
look back at everything you've experienced and all of the things you've taken on from people that you love and still love deeply and know that actually it's not about them this is about how you want to move yeah. forward it can be really difficult really difficult sometimes yeah to separate the two yeah yeah and i can i can speak from uh, some sort of knowledge i guess um that you know when we do the work to heal those ancestral patterns those generational traumas that come through um and you know do the do the work to change the programs that we run as um as inherited things um it you know it changes things for our ancestors as well uh in meaningful ways because if they haven't learned a lesson in the world and then return to you know the spiritual realm or the ancestral realm or whatever you want to just term it as um ultimately they have to come back to learn it right they have to come back and learn it and if we can if we can do the learning for them and we can show them that that pattern has been broken they don't have mm -hmm. to come back and learn that that's the, that's the lesson is done that's and a, that's and that's beautiful. a really beautiful gift yeah, to to offer our children and our ancestors mm -hmm. so the work is crucial like you can't underestimate, I don't think, the impact that we have when we go into those spaces of um, exploring with, as Ali would term it, gentle curiosity. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good what, one. What, you know, why something is the way that it is and how we can, you know, how could it be different? Yeah. Um, and when we do that, we, we open up possibility, not just for us, but for the people that we love the most. And, um, and that is a real you know, as a parent as well, um, that's a real gift. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and people can find you at Awakening the Wise Woman if they yeah. want more yeah. of that. And you have also been so generous as to offer a gift for the grand prize at the end of the week. So yeah, yeah. would you say a few words about that? A few. Well, <laughs> I'm, consci I'm conscious I've used more words than Ellie this morning and oh, if no, I have no, to no. spend the rest of the day with her she needs to use some words now <laughs> and um, your quota going yeah, yeah. honestly my husband's just incredibly grateful that I have a business partner that I can use these words um, with someone because otherwise he would be listening to them so um, no so we're, we've offer we're offering up um, our self-mastery workshop which is um, a workshop that we we did all about the belief systems and how we can change them and then also looking at um sacred and wounded energy which is just once you dive into that stuff oh my goodness it's just it's so deliciously interesting and such a game changer that um it, it's pretty cool but yeah come and check us check us out on our website we're we're not massively on social media now there's um we've got an instagram um at awakening the wise woman so feel free to follow us there or yeah check out our website we've got lots of freebies that you can sign up we've got some meditations we've got some how to you know get bring more happiness all sorts of delicious things so check them and out your podcast and we've got a podcast, of course, yeah. I always yes. forget about that bit. She is wise, um, which is where we basically have these sorts of conversations. We we try to challenge the the conversations that are out there and, and bring our take on it. And they're um yeah, they're they're awesome, they're awesome chats, I have to say. And and I feel very privileged to be able to A do this sort of thing and, and do the work that I do with Erin. So um Trine, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate being a part of this and hope that everybody who has taken part in it has taken some think incredible a way that is going to change the way that they show up for themselves um, most importantly but also for the others around them 
Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for starting our day in a moment of happy. It's been Ooh, really that's so good. And, and, and I will be ending mine on the same great great feeling Excellent. so Excellent. thank you for letting me be part of your conversation that yeah. and, and thank you. bringing it to us so thank you so much and i'm sure we'll be talking again at some point so, so. <laughs> on, on, until then have a lovely day yeah nice thank you